Welcome, dear listeners. This is Chris Abalo's Podcast Experiment, and I am Chris Abalo. Welcome to episode 15, also known as Cape 15, where I will be sitting down and chatting with my friend Margo, who is a makeup artist who uh, has been out here taking classes and whatnot, and we finally got a chance to sit down and chat, but uh, we'll get to that in a little bit. First, let's start off with some complaining, shall we? I have to laugh whenever I see any new version of any kind of product, especially when it's a product that we've known for years, like Advil. I saw the commercial for the fast-acting Advil, and what's even funnier is the fact that it's kind of done like an action movie, or new fast-acting Advil. Really? Is that really necessary? And aside from that, why do we need fast-acting Advil as a specific product? Shouldn't it be fast-acting anyway? Is there anybody who has a headache and picks up a bottle of some pain reliever and says, man, I really hope this thing doesn't start working right away? No, nobody does. So I think these products should be fast. It, it just seems like a, a silly way of expanding a product that's already been around. And uh, I mean, do people want a time release pain reliever? Maybe. But I would think that uh, fast acting should be kind of the standard one. So it is, it is pretty funny. It seems funnier the way they advertise, you know, new fast acting Advil when you've got a headache or whatever it is. In fact, why wasn't I hired to do that commercial? You know what? Start telling people about this show so I can get hired to do Advil commercials, intense Advil commercials. Uh, Anyway, moving along with uh, some other complaining, I I was thinking about the term street date, which has been around forever. And uh, I worked in a store for a long time, and street dates are, in case you don't know, most of the time Tuesdays, sometimes Fridays when it comes to uh, certain movies or video games, occasionally maybe a CD, but most of the time it's Tuesday, uh, at least in the U.S. It's usually Mondays in the U.K. But a street date refers to the date when a, let's say, CD, DVD, video game, whatever, uh, the day it's released, the day it's first available in stores. And considering, at least when it comes to music and movies, that that has that a lot of those have gone digital, is the term street date obsolete? I mean, that's at least where the video game manufacturing market has yet another huge edge in that you need to buy the physical disc in order to play the majority of these games. You can download expansions and all that stuff, but usually the game you need to purchase the physical product. At least console games, you can't just buy it as a download. Uh, from what I understand, I'm not a gamer at all. But the the term street date, with everything being digital, it doesn't actually hit the street at all. You can just download it. And after midnight on said day in your region, hell, in a lot of cases, it, I've, I think I've talked about it before, with the digital early releases, where two weeks, sometimes more, before a DVD or Blu-ray comes out. The movie's available to purchase as a digital download. So, doesn't mean it has two street dates. That's what I'm talking about. Is that term obsolete? I'm really not sure, but it's another one of those things that uh, I guess is possibly going to go by the wayside, or at least in relation to music, movies, things like that. Uh, Anyway, moving on to the only in Los Angeles moment. That's right. I have once again forgotten to ask my guest to uh, come in with something, so I'm giving it to you up front in this little monologue, and uh, I was at Whole Foods the other day because it was a day, and uh, I saw there was a a product, and I don't remember the name of the brand, and I probably wouldn't call them out anyway because there's nothing wrong necessarily with the product in and of itself. It just, uh, yet another product that made me laugh. And that was this, I'm sure it was wheat-free, dairy-free, gluten-free, whatever, uh, this piece of pie. And they had a couple different variations on it. This particular one I looked at was called Peace Pie. 
And apparently, at least around here, peace costs $6 for four ounces. So I say that qualifies as only in Los Angeles. Maybe in other areas you may have an upscale kind of bakery that has cake that's overpriced or something like that. But the name just made me laugh. Peace pie. Because you think peace, you think hippies, you think the term free a lot of times, like free love, whatever. Uh, Not so much when it comes to the baked goods, apparently. Peace pie is going to run you $6 a piece. Nice. Only in Los Angeles, I say. Okay, let's dive into the chat with Margo. Now, the story of how I met Margo really quickly, because we didn't go into it in the actual chat. She was friends with my sister, actually. And uh, back almost nine years ago, it was, I think, February of 2004? No, 2005. So we've known each other almost nine years at this point. She came and stayed with us. This is prior to me moving out and going to California. And during that kind of overlap, and my sister and I were both living at home when she graduated college and before I went off to go to uh, go to Guitar College in California. But Margo came to stay with us for a few days. And uh, I remember meeting her. I'm pretty sure I came home from work one day and she had arrived earlier in the day and she was marveling at my DVD collection, which we of course reference during this conversation. And she's a huge horror movie buff, which plays into why she does makeup effects, uh, primarily wants to do horror movie oriented work. And aside from being impressed by my DVD collection period, she was very impressed with a lot of the horror movies I had. And we just initially chatted about movies to start with, primarily horror movies. And at one point, and this was probably the perfect way for me to get introduced to the first Canadian who would become my friend, <laughs> my first actual interaction with Canadian at age 23. I'd finally met and uh, befriended a Canadian. But she says to me, have you ever seen the movie Clown Hoose? Uh, what, what's that? Clown Hoose. I know it's banned in a lot of places, but uh, I know it was on DVD for a while. Have you seen it? No, I haven't seen that one. And I didn't know that she was trying to say Clown House. Now, I hadn't seen Clown House anyway, but there probably couldn't have been a better introduction to meeting her than by having her say something that's kind of a stereotypical Canadian pronunciation other than like a boot or, uh, I mean, if she was wearing like a Brian Adams t-shirt, that would have been pretty funny. But it was, it was such a hilarious kind of a Canadian stereotype to play into. It was just like clown hoose. And I had to go look it up because I didn't know what the hell she was talking about when I found a movie called Clown House. You know, just Googling it or whatever. I thought, oh, that's interesting. That's how uh, she pronounces house. Okay. But uh, we hit it off immediately otherwise and have had a lot of fun. We've hung out here in California a bunch of times when she's come to visit and, uh, you know, she's obviously been to New Jersey quite a bit as well. And, uh, she's a total nomad and I love her for it and that she'll pick up and just go places, not on a whim, but because she just wants to see them. She's not content to kind of stay in one place necessarily. And, uh, I really do admire that about her and uh, she's insanely creative and has a real, really awesome, uh, creative bent when it comes to makeup effects and horror movies. And you'll hear all that from our chat. So... Let's get on with it, shall we? Cue the transition music. I'm tripping over my words. I guess I'm more tired than I'm I I'm contagious. Wanted. Yeah, that's what it is. I'm just smelling beer and I'm like, the half in the back. You're transforming <laughs> into a Canadian before my very eyes. Is that? Oh, no. Better go, He's going to break out a hockey stick. Better go get me some. <laughs> I better get myself some coffee. A. A. That's for you, America. <laughs> you ready? Yeah, 
Yeah. You ready to do it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's Look at you this. getting all all downtown, all like getting all Compton on me. You said, well, yeah, you need one hand for the for the booze. Goddamn thing. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I got I need balance. See, this is good. You should hear start holding the beer up to your mouth instead of the mic, talking to the beer bottle. <laughs> now that actually would that would happen completely sober. That's oh just, yeah. That's like because I was born a blonde. <laughs> It's like, you know, when my Canadian sneaks out. Mm-hmm. Like the blonde sneaks out. Yeah. I gotcha. Is this all recording right now? It is recording, okay. but I, I will obviously... Use we'll, whatever you want. I don't give a shit. All right, so I'm sitting here with my friend Margo, who is joining us from... Well, now she's here. Yet another transplant to L.A. She's moved down here from the great white north. So great that she moved to Southern California. And it's so cold down here. <laughs> yeah, my ass. It's cold right now, but California cold. It's 55 degrees at night. There's nothing on this ass. It's always cold. <laughs> <laughs> okay, touche. <laughs> so you came down here because you are fascinated, to put it mildly, by uh, makeup effects and all that. And that's what you're pretty much here to do. You're here to learn. You're mm-hmm. here to dig deeper and uh, get some work doing it. I mean, as, as a building block towards other things. Absolutely. Which I can appreciate because I do the podcast as a building block mm-hmm. towards other things. Mm-hmm. As, as kind of a baseline, if you will. Yeah. How did all this start? Because you and I bonded at first over horror movies. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, when we first met. Because we met through my sister. You, you befriended my sister. Mm-hmm. And then we met and became friends. Mm-hmm. And the first thing we started talking about were, well, my DVD collection. Yeah, well, but, uh, my God. To exactly. this day, I'm like, I thought my brother in his VHS collection mm-hmm. was impressive, and then I met Chris. And, and it's, yeah, he's it's, a lightweight. it's he's ludicrous. A lightweight. He's got nothing, yeah. nothing on you. Yeah, my media collection is, is ludicrous. I've never seen anything it. like it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we bonded immediately over horror movies, which mm-hmm. is something my sister doesn't like at all. So what, what got you interested in the first place? We, we touched on it a little bit earlier, but I said... Save it for the show because yeah, I don't yeah. actually know the reason you no, got so into horror. I would say it's Big Brother to start with. Mm-hmm. So when I was growing up, you know, he's got eleven years on me, and he's a little bit sick. Like, oh I wow, am. you know, he listened to way too much Kiss. <laughs> oh well, that'll do it to anybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you know, I would sneak down to his room, and I'm like, oh, what are all these? What are all these? Like, because you know, mom would give me Disney, which is all well and good, but you know, I've always been extreme in nature. I think so. I watched them way too young. I'll be honest. I had a Little Mermaid poster that turned into Freddy Krueger overnight. <laughs> and that poster had to go. Because, I mean, this was like 3D effects. Freddy was coming out. Like, Ariel became right. Freddy. I don't know what happened. Maybe it was the red hair, the red burns. I don't know what it was. My imagination. Because, you know, I used to be terrified by them. Terrified. Under the sea of blood. You know, Ursula's a little bit scary, too. I had a teacher that looked like her. It oh just, yeah, it, oh. you know what's funny about Disney movies? All of the villains are always women. Ursula, yeah, evil well, stepmother. What is up with that? It's a little. has got mommy issues. Something's going on in mm-hmm. the Disney family, mm-hmm. I think, is, where it's just like really it's always true. an evil stepmother or a queen Melissa's or something. Been, I so didn't say that right, but anyway. Yeah, I don't know how to. I don't I know how to pronounce right, that either. And she's like my favorite. I just literally went those went on Facebook and they had. You know, which Disney villain are you? And you go through these stupid... <laughs> and you mean, it, you just feel evil answering the questions anyway. Because it's like, why would you do this? And what, what would your weapon be? And why? And I'm like, ooh. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I don't really want to answer this. But I came out as her. Oh, well, there you so go. So I was like... And, you know, they consider her the, the greatest the Disney The ultimate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So well, when like, the movie comes so out next year, we'll hear the name plenty. So we'll know how it's pronounced. I don't even know how I feel about that. Because that's uh, Angelina. I don't know. She's all right, I guess. But I think she could do dark. I think she could look creepy well, no, if she yeah, wanted to. I know. It's... Um, so back to why I'm, yeah, I think it's my big brother and just, I liked being scared, but I also hated it at the same time. 
That's the like, thrill. I, back then, I would like I would cry in a haunted house, but I'm like, I just got to keep going. I want to go again, and I'm like, but I was like, it was the worst, best experience ever. Um, yeah, that that kind of feeling you get, and like now, it's the same like thing like a roller fear. coaster. If it was a real situation. I'm like, no, I'm running. no, but it's like roller coaster fear, where like you yeah, feel that yeah. anticipation in your stomach, where you're like, oh, something's gonna happen, yeah. and it happens. But you're you're safe, in as much as when you're in a haunted house, mm-hmm. you can at least. You know, no one's actually going to jump out and do anything right, severe. Right, no right. one's going to so pop out with a real knife. Basically safe, but so for me, it was the slasher films first, and then it progressed to zombies. George Romero is, you know, and then it went to Universal Studios monsters. Right. So I kind of blame George Romero, Jack Pierce, Boris Karloff. I was like the only seven-year-old girl in history that had a crush on him. <laughs> I don't think know. so. I, or maybe I'm the only girl ever that had a crush on him, quite frankly. Uh, I can see that. I yeah, that. I was just totally fascinated by the Universal Studios monsters. For a long time, you know, where I grew up, you never thought you could, like, making movies was, in my mind, a movie within itself. It just didn't, yeah. it didn't seem approachable. It didn't seem practical. You know, I'm from a farming community in small town Nova Scotia. People don't make movies there. Right. It feels like it's done on another planet. So, I felt that way even in New Jersey. Well, <laughs> yeah. So it did. It didn't even seem real. I didn't even consider it, even though I was obsessed. I'd have Famous Monsters of Filmland magazines. I'd have all the horror movies. Mm-hmm. I'd just, every, I was obsessed. It was just like it was sick. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. That's one of the things when it comes to horror just when you look at the arts like people who love like you can't say that about other genres like it's not people love comedies love all comedy people love horror love horror movies though and are aficionados i would say when it comes to horror specifically more than any other genre mm-hmm. it I think extends so. just beyond their love of movies i think their whole lifestyle kind of mimics it in a way like they wear dark clothing they have I don't even know what it is. And the same for sci-fi, because I have an equal love for that. Okay, you're right. There is sci-fi as well. Because, yeah, it's it's both. It's anything that's, you know, genre. It's not your... It, well, it's sci-fi and horror, basically. Mm-hmm. And I love both equally. I think I loved horror first, and then it developed into sci-fi, and then, you know, Star Trek happened, and, you know, kind of snowballed from there. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, what? There's five whole series? I'm down. Okay, so Enterprise didn't exist. No, neither did Voyager. I started with TNG. Well, yeah, that was the one yeah. that was that was current when yeah. we were growing up. Yeah, it was. The same it age. was. I mean, so. obviously, Shatner was from back home, mm, so well, everyone of course. was very aware of him. But who wasn't aware of Shatner? <laughs> yeah, Kirk. like seriously, yeah, you don't there, even have to know Star Trek. To there know was Captain only Kirk. one for the longest time. But I mean, I wasn't a big Captain Kirk fan either. I was all more about no, Bones. It's all about Bones. Yeah, <laughs> DeForest <laughs> Kelly, and you know, Spock was pretty cool too. But DeForest Kelly was my favorite. Mm-hmm. He's just grumpy. I like the grumpy ones. Just like even back in my Sesame Street days, I'm like, Oscar's my favorite. (laughs) (laughs) But apparently he doesn't exist anymore because it's not politically correct to live in a garbage can. They don't want to encourage that homelessness. I don't know. Sesame Street got weird. I haven't seen it in years. They don't have the Cookie Monster anymore either. Yeah, I heard about that. And then I'm like, and then someone told me about Oscar. I'm like, really? They're like, yeah, they don't want people living in dumpsters. Oh, wow. Okay. You need to stop taking yourself so Everything's seriously. Everything's been so sanitized. Here's yeah. now. Here's the problem that I have with that, and I'm going to climb on the soapbox for a second. Do it. What is wrong with these... I'm going to put it on Generation X, only because they're the ones with little kids right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How bad was their upbringing that they feel they need to sanitize everything for their kids? 
know, kids need X amount of water to stay hydrated during the day, and kids, you know, need all need to get participation trophies. Thirty one is still going strong, and I lived on Coke and Kool Aid and Kool Aid. Not gonna lie, (laughs) lived on the Kool Aid. (laughs) Well, that's the thing I don't understand. It's like, how is it that everything now needs to be so? Like, did it scar anybody as a kid that they need to look at it as? Oh, my kid can't see a a puppet living in a garbage can. Like, it didn't see that didn't even occur to me. It didn't like someone recently just told me this, and I'm like. I never went there. Mm-hmm. I never went there. Yeah. Just, you, know. you don't think of it as something where it's, oh, well, no. obviously that character. And is Big Bird gone down too? I've heard like, I just, I don't know. It's just out of control. I don't know. Yeah, with Cookie Monster being like, gone, I, don't I heard about what that. Wrong, what's wrong with Big Bird? Like, why did you take him away? I don't know. I mean, I think he's too effeminate. I don't know. But then again, that, that actually might be leaning towards that now because now there's this... Now, yeah, not, now, not, that I'm, not that I'm against equality. I'm just saying that's, no, but, that's yeah, something no. that's become but more that socially probably, acceptable than having a Cookie Monster an and Oscar. Oh, I'm sure it was. Like, well, it was oh, for Big Bert Bird's and Ernie. Gay, but yeah, oh, yeah, the Bert and Ernie. Like, yeah, forever. Oh my God, they had a bath together. Yeah. And my like, brother had a bath together. You're Get kidding, right? It. Yeah. <laughs> there are He's got to love to know I just said that. But whatever, you all did it too. He's so not listening. Whatever. We all did. Uh, I think so. Yeah. I assume so. We're not know. happy about it. We weren't happy about it then. I'm like, I, I don't want his dirty water. <laughs> He's gross. <laughs> but, you know, times were tight. <laughs> yeah, well, of course. Well, that's what's even funnier. It's it's um, because they're puppets. Like, they don't look like little kids. No, so it's like adults. No, they just look like puppets, though. They're orange and yellow. They are. They're puppets. They're puppets. They're... Like, it's not... Look, there were, if, if any kid... The only thing in that tub is a hand. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. He's got a hand up his ass. That's why he's gay. No, but uh, the only... Like, even, even the argument was made when... I was going to say when I was growing up. When we were growing up. Yeah. Though, when Ninja Turtles won, oh, kids are going to go into the sewers. Into the sewers, rather. No. Kids okay, are because they're looking about that at a until turtle. This very moment when you mentioned it. right, there's a turtle. Oh, I remember hearing about that. And kids, I was like, and, and there are kids who, who hurt themselves trying to go in, in the sewers and all that stuff like that. Great, you know what? They're idiots. Put them away. Uh, yeah, take there was away something the- wrong with those kids to begin with. Right? Yeah, take away the reproductive power. Like, there's no part of me that watched the Ninja Turtles and thought I'm going to do Let's that go because play in the sewers. Yeah, because they're turtles. And they live in the sewer, and the sewers gross. Nobody had to tell me what's so screwed up about these parents that they just. Uh, Forget I don't know. It. Maybe we had more common sense when, we, like, I hate to generalize, but or, sometimes no, I just I, do. I think so. It was probably more common just, when we were growing up. But that's what I mean. I feel like all that comes down to like the, these parents are just like, what are they so afraid their kids are going to well, interpret? These are the parents that also breastfeed until their kids like eight years old. <laughs> oh, yeah, just let it go, and then they bottle the breast milk. <laughs> the kid, the kid <laughs> lives on that, and their school yeah, lunch until their shows up at lunch. Here's a boob. You know, like, <laughs> It's weird. They get us to drink it until they're freshmen in high school. It's weird. The kid who's off the tit is the one who gets laughed at. Ah, yeah, you don't right, drink breast right. milk yeah, anymore. You're the odd man out now because you're not on. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Kids, that could be a horror movie, right? You know, oh, it's Mother's not the Boys. Kid's fault. It's the parents' fault. Or Mother's Day. There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so horror movies. Right, horror movies. movies. Now, yeah. Um, so yeah, we we did we we bonded over horror movies, and it's um, the the effects part of it though. Is kind of what what really intrigued you about that? Was it just having seen movies like seeing Night of the Living Dead and seeing all these movies where because prosthetics became more prevalent? I would say in the seventies and eighties. The eighties was had, the golden time for makeup effects. Yeah, because we all like even makeup artists now wish we could have done it then because obviously that was before CGI took off and became and what when it is horror today. movies were mainstream. Well, because you had were just, they were huge at the time and, and well, all you know teenagers what? went and saw everything them. wasn't like now everything's been done it's, yeah you know they really really you rarely put out a good one yeah when, like i love my genre but it's there's a reason i'm doing this because i haven't been overly impressed in the last 
maybe 15 years, maybe more. Yeah, I'm trying to think. The last really good horror movie that I thought... I mean, there's some ones I've Hmm. enjoyed over the years, and there's been the odd one in the last decade or say in the 2000s. I think you and I talked about it. Yeah, it was actually when you and I were hanging out, I think last week, and we talked about... uh, I, I said that the last horror movie that I thought was really great and really took me by surprise was Saw, which... I felt like it was more of an actual horror. After that, they just turned into more. Let's well, get more and more disgusting. Now, like they've so ruined that franchise that we forget how much we liked the first one. Oh yeah, the or first how one much was shocking. It, like you know, it wasn't that jump out fear. Like you know, when Jason would just pop out of nowhere, you'd right. be running for twenty minutes and somehow he's caught up to you. Right. It was more psychological, where you actually had to make a decision about what was gonna, yeah, yeah, what was gonna happen, it was, and it measured your morals and all that. So it was a bit more psychological, but it was gross. It was, it <laughs> so was. it had that going for it, and then they just turned into gross, and it got well. More then silly. you know, torture porn became the oh yeah, it was everywhere. Norm, and all that. And I mean, I, just... I will hand it to Hostel as much as Hostel was incredibly gross and a great time. But I saw it once; I don't need to watch it again. I enjoyed watching <laughs> Hostel once in the theater. Yeah, now me I've too. seen it since then, just because I study things for makeup effects, if nothing else. Like, right. I watch some awful, awful movies that have <laughs> you know really good makeup effects, but. Um, no, I, I enjoyed the first Hostel. They didn't have to make two and three, and, that, and that's the thing. They milk a franchise to death. Oh, yeah. And then you can't just, just end up presenting the whole thing. <laughs> well, even the ones that are, that are held sacred, like Friday the 13th or Nightmare on Elm Street, even everybody admits like after a certain point, it's okay, they probably mm-hmm. should have stopped, or it got way off and track then, around you know, this time. they've done it for 20 years, and then they reboot it with new actors and new... Yeah. And that, oh, yeah. you cannot replace Robert Unglund. You could not come in with a new Freddy. You just couldn't. And don't get me wrong, I like... Um, Oh my God, Jackie Earl Haley. Jack Earl, Jackie Earl Haley. Yeah, I, I, I enjoyed that him. movie for what it was. It, yeah. it doesn't ruin the original movies for me. Well, no, it's a separate thing. But Fred, he will never be Freddie in people's eyes. Oh no way, Freddie! Like, Not a chance. Like Robert Unglund, he will always be Freddie. It made his career, but it also probably pigeonholed him. In yeah, a lot of ways, like I, I mean, he'll still do horror, but it doesn't matter. You see him, and it's just Freddie. Yeah, you see, he, he will always be Freddie. Like he's a classic. <laughs> but I think you know what? He's embraced it pretty well. I think so. Yeah, he it's, it's got to be tough when you're tied to a character so mm-hmm, much mm-hmm. that people only see you as that. Like there was a way off topic, but there was a, a scene in um, From Here to Eternity, and I can't remember the name of the actor who played Superman, like in the black and white TV series back in the back in the Do day. You, Chris, you don't even mean Christopher Reeve. You no, mean- no, 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 no. The actor who played when Superman was like a dad. <laughs> like, okay, okay. In the original kind of Superman TV series, okay. and he. Apparently had a scene in the, in the classic film from Here to Eternity, but they had to cut it out because when he came on screen, everyone was like, hey, Superman. Like, it well, took people it. out that's of it. That's it, yeah. And I think that kind of happens to a few people, unfortunately. Well, there are people who grow past Leonard it. Leonard Nimoy has always been Spock. Oh, yeah. He's never – now, granted, that man is, might be a saint. And he just <laughs> – uh, Well, he, he owns it now. Like if, just the fact that he wrote the book "I Am Spock" after "I Am Not Spock," yeah, yeah. shows now he's made kind of made like peace William with it. Shatner's "Get a Life," and now all of a sudden, I love you, Star Trek fans. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go to every convention ever. That's yeah. oh, speaking of conventions. That's a fantastic segue. Okay, into great. today you went to Son of Monster Palooza. Yeah, the redheaded stepchild of Monster Palooza, <laughs> <laughs> which was funny actually because my friends. Ryan, Jack, and Corey, who, who I do the big show with, mm-hmm. they uh, went to New York Comic Con. Is that what Comic we call Con. the other show, the big show? I call the other show the big show I like because it. I had to shoot myself the foot by calling it what, what it's Yeah, named. that's what I was chuckling about yesterday. Yeah, it's pretty funny. So the, un- unfortunately, this will always be a second tier podcast. <laughs> oh, well. Uh, but they went to New York Comic Con yesterday mm-hmm. and saw all the cool stuff that was there. Yeah, New York Comic Con has grown. It's 
It has, yeah. It's kind of. It used to be like San Diego's leftover, like a sloppy mm-hmm, seconds like, mm-hmm. of San Diego Comic Con, and now it actually is a draw where the mm-hmm. people they get are. Uh, I mean, like Shatner was there. Since you mentioned Shatner, that's what right. made me think of it. And uh, a bunch of voice actors who I love are there. Like John DiMaggio was there. I think there was an adventure. H. Time John panel. Benjamin was there. They had an Archer panel, and they had um, a Walking Dead panel. Yeah, you, I mean, and, you know, which was perfect because Walking Dead premieres tonight, the new right. season. So timing like, wise. And that's what they're using those for now. I mean, honestly, San Diego Comic-Con is not the comic book convention it was oh, in no. the 70s and it's the 80s. It's a promotional machine. Now it's, you know, it's owned by the studios. Yeah, it's an entertainment mecca. It's, it's where all things entertainment. It's a circus. It's <laughs> and, um, well, you've been. I've you gone went, twice. Yeah. And, and I've it, never been. I don't, I, I, I don't even have words right now for... I hope you like to wait in line. That's all I have to say. <laughs> it really, it must but have that kind of But it's an experience, and I'm definitely glad I did it. And I would probably do it again as a pro, where I don't have to pay. Yeah. And wait in a queue line of like 50000 online, just begging <laughs> for a ticket. People are like giving up their first child to get into San Diego Comic-Con now. Oh, no doubt. I've actually, I said that to, to my friends. I said, I would only go to a con if I was, if I was moderating a panel, mm-hmm. or if we had a table. Because I believe you well, can yeah. get well, one. No, my friends, you know, they have Artist Alley, and mm-hmm. they'll go as a professional, and they can meet and greet, and just, it's a great networking opportunity. You know, if you're going as a professional in some regard, I think it's a really good experience. And oh, not yeah. to say it's not a good experience for fans, but, like, I'll be honest, people are camping out for days to make sure they get into a panel. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. you've got... Oh, well, Hall H you know, always has the... I think there's... Oh, yeah, Hall H. We all know Hall H. Yeah, I've never been, but I know about Hall I've H. I've been in the Hall H line. Ugh, I think the longest I've waited in line was probably six or seven hours. And I mean, I'm like... And then I get watch the panel. I'm like, okay, that was good, but was it worth it? Yeah, and I you're balancing... I could have just waited and watched it on YouTube the next day. Because <laughs> you're balancing that six, seven hours against an hour panel tops. I mean, they must be rigidly Yeah, timed. they're generally an hour. Um, and they have to stick to a schedule. I and I'll be thought. honest, my favorite part of Comic-Con is the dealer's room, which is just an opportunity to lose your mind and all your money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it must be. So that's my favorite part of Comic-Con. I mean, it's fun to see the costumes, too, so I can get some inspiration. And the panels are enjoyable, but I don't know. It's kind of the same questions and the same, you know, the the answers you expect because they're not going to give things away. I mean, right. I mean, don't get me wrong. I recommend everyone try to go once, but good luck getting a ticket. <laughs> So today... So today is the, probably what, like... Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you're joking. No, you can interrupt me. I cut, I cut off people. Sorry. I'm rude. I'm a rude Canadian. I'm not you doing are, my people yeah, proud. Not at all. No. You I'm, are so contrary to the Canadian stereotype. No, I'm just... Except you like hockey, but I think you might like baseball more. Or basketball, rather. Basketball's my first love. <sighs> However... How the hell did that happen? If I want to relate that... You grew up in Canadian farmland. Have you seen my height? Okay, but... <laughs> <laughs> I've played... You know what? Michael Jordan. Like many okay. people of my generation, I played basketball. Michael Jordan became, you know, basically was huge God. when we were kids, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, if you want to relate it back to Canada, the person who invented basketball is Canadian. Okay. Uh, I didn't know that. Nysmith. But he, it was in the um, in United States at a university here. So, gotcha. I, I, you know, I credit America more than I would Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Canada's not known for their basketball. I will say that. No. I mean, I don't know anything We've about sports. We've got a two-time MVP in the NBA. Really? Steve Nash, yeah. Who's he? Anyway, we're done with this conversation. Okay, yeah, let's move on. <laughs> no, no, he was, he's a point guard. He, he won for two years straight. For what he, team? Um, the Phoenix Suns. Oh, okay. He's now Heard in of them. L.A. Charles Barkley used to pay for the Phoenix Suns. I, I know that love I played, Sir Charles. I played NBA Jam. That's the only reason I know that. We <laughs> all played NBA Jam. 
NBA Jam was the shit. Oh, that's the best game. It was. It was. So now, no, Steve's playing for the Los Angeles Lakers now. Oh, which yeah, I know you're incredibly happy to be out here because you're a Lakers fan. Well, not no, or, or more fan of the players, I would say. I yeah, I am kind of a shameful basketball fan because yeah, I'm loyal to players and not to teams. But that makes sense to me. As someone who isn't a sports fan, I don't understand why people just support teams when there's a constant rotation of players. Because wouldn't you be a fan of the performance of the players? Or do you just lump everybody together under one logo? Now, having said that, go Leafs, go. Basketball. Or, excuse me. Did I say basketball? Hockey. Oh, my God. You want to recut that so you're not yeah, stripped yes. of your yeah, Canadians? Oh, my shit. They're going to kick yeah. me out. Goodbye, dual citizenship. <laughs> That's, right. That's right. I'm officially American. Oh, now you're going to be you're gonna be deported from Canada. Yeah, you're like, yeah. Don't come back, eh? You're going to close our gates to you. Oot in a boot. Yeah. <laughs> you're Oota here. Oota here. <laughs> Thank you, Terrence and Philip. Fuckheads. <laughs> yeah. Thanks a lot for ruining the Canadian stereotypes. Thanks for bringing it to the U.S. Anyway. <laughs> no. but what were we, uh, we were talking about the con today. That's right. All right. Oh my God. <laughs> we didn't so, actually talk about that yet. Yes, Mossapalooza. Yes, Utah. This, Tell me this about it. This is the con for special effects makeup artists. This is where you'll meet your heroes. The sculpts. You'll have beautiful makeups. You'll have people doing demos. You also get a discount on product, which is always nice. Uh, Came in I, handy for you. I did. I I I dropped some dropped some green. <laughs> <laughs> um, so just even today, for example, I just went up to buy some product, and I was talking to a makeup artist, and I finally made eye contact because sometimes I don't. And I look up, and it was Greg Canham. Now, if you're not familiar with makeup artists, this is an Academy Award winning makeup artist. This is one of our, you know, heroes. He last won for Benjamin Button, ah. and you know. I just, you know, he just is some dude. Like, he's just, he's there. He's not trying to sell anything. He's not trying to make money. He's just, he wants makeup artists to better themselves. He found new products, um, ones he hadn't even had for Benjamin Button. He just, I think he's only really used them on Lincoln. Oh, and, okay, and, cool. um And they were incredible products. I wouldn't, like, I look at it. There's so many products there, right? You don't know what to buy. So when you have someone, like, of his caliber doing demos all over his body. Oh man. Just showing you how amazing these new products are and he just he just wants our industry to be better, to get better. He's he kind of reminds me of Dick Smith who did The Exorcist, he won his Oscar for Amadeus. Right. Um I know big man um mm-hmm. I mean he turned Dustin Hoffman into a 120-year-old man. To this day that makeup looks good. Right. Ask Max von, von Sydow how well <laughs> Dick Smith yeah, did his for makeup. Yeah, Exorcist. Right? Oh man. Yeah, right. I mean, we all think about Reagan and Linda Blair's makeup as that's what we think of when we think of The Exorcist, but he's more proud of his old age makeup. He is the master of old age makeup. He shared every secret he had. Like, he's done more for this industry than probably anyone. And, I mean, there's others that have done amazing things too, but some artists tend to keep their tricks and tips to themselves, you know? Yeah, well, I guess as a means You know, it's like, I gotta get the job, but... Having the market cornered, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure they do. You know, and I'd say that's less and less so now. People are just... We want our industry to keep surviving. Oh, yeah. Because we're fighting CG now. Yeah, I mean, I I like that people still use practical effects. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And And that you can prove that you can do... Like, no, look at this, because it's something... You actually made a really cool... um, You brought up a good point to me earlier when it came to when we would watch horror movies as kids like when mm-hmm. we were younger and everything was practical those were practical as much as everything yeah. was whether it was puppetry or if it was uh, makeup effects and 
you said, and you're absolutely right, that the, the threat seemed more real mm-hmm. because you're looking at a person absolutely. and not a, a computer-generated character. So it actually felt like there was, there was more of a threat, like there was more danger because you're looking at a person, whether they're made up or whatever. It's, it's actually a, a flesh-and-blood yeah, person Yeah, no, I don't feel that fear when it's digital. And, you know, even the makeup effects weren't perfect. We knew they weren't real, but at the same time, there was something physical there coming after you. Like, you bought I, into it more. You did, like, for a more recent movie, I would say Attack the Block from right. out of okay. the UK. Yeah. Now, those, you know, you knew those were men in monkey suits, but to me, they were still scarier than anything you could have done with CGI. It was just, yeah. you know, they kind of went old school with that movie, which I appreciated. Yeah, I, I, I did like I got that. to see, speaking of San Diego Comic-Con, I got to screen that with, you know, Edgar Wright and... The people who made that movie, the actors were there. Right. So that was that was a really cool experience. That know, is like cool. a Q&A afterwards. And I appreciate the practical. Fa- I, I appreciate digital effects because obviously some things you just can't do practically. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, we're not going to have drag. You know, that's not going to work. <laughs> well, we watched Ghostbusters today. Oh, man. I, that was a blast. That was yeah, we've been uh, which if our if our voices sound right, well, you probably you wouldn't necessarily know Margo's, but for mine, if I, my voice sounds a little spent, it's because we've been hanging out for the last uh, seven hours or so yeah. because we went and saw Ghostbusters in the theater. They were, had a show at ArcLight Cinemas over in Sherman Oaks, and we were too excited. Now this is my fourth time seeing Ghostbusters in the theater <laughs> because the boys and I, yeah, all Love total it. geek. I, that was a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks. I, coming from a fellow geek, hey, I appreciate it. But uh, the boys and I saw the movies what two years ago, 2011, when they showed it at uh, AMC theaters. We took a ride and did, and did actually an episode of the only podcast in America called Ectocast, which we, <laughs> which we devoted to. Uh, well done to Ghostbusters. Thank you. So you can go back and find that episode fifty something. 60-something? I'm not sure. But go to theonlypodcast.com or go to iTunes and find Ectocast on the only podcast that matters uh, history. Anyway, I'd already seen it, though, a bunch of times, and I knew that it was going to look great. Plus, I figured because to get a little uh, tech-oriented, they just released a uh, 4K version of uh, which is a, a resolution mm-hmm. type. Oh, it looked fantastic. Oh, it did. It looked brand new. It looked yeah, even it better did. than it, it did, did two years ago. Like You wouldn't think this movie's next year is going to be 30 years old. Which freaks me out too, but I, oh, I guess we're getting old, Chris. We're getting I know, old. I'm telling you, it's weird. It is weird, but apparently uh, you don't stay in your 20s forever. No, who knew? Who knew? No, yeah, the immortality <laughs> myth is just that. It's a myth. But uh, that's why I'm a makeup artist. Really, I just want to stay young. That's what it. Is. The truth just <laughs> came out. The truth came out. <laughs> I don't need any miracle cream. I just need to make myself look younger. Just yeah. fool everybody. Uh, but yeah, it was your first time seeing it in the theater, period. Yeah, ever. I, I was shocked at the turnout, honestly. It was probably about 200 people there. I was not shocked. I was really surprised. <laughs> no, I only was surprised because I thought, eh, it'll be a bu-. I expected mm-hmm. a bunch of people who look like me and my friends. A bunch of dudes in their late 20s, early 30s right. could lose a few pounds. Do you know what? I think people our age, I saw young kids. Like, yeah, oh, there were a bunch we, of kids. They, you know, we loved it. They, they think, you know, they want to show it to their kids and... Showing it on the big screen, you can't beat it. Oh, definitely. Know? Well, that's why I've gone to see it so many times because it's a good theater movie. It is. And it's a good movie to watch for the crowd because everybody gets into it. And it, re- it really is one of those movies where you don't totally need to suspend disbelief either. Because no. when you watch it, it's just everything's happening in New York and it's happening in a very in a very real real way because it starts out as a going into business story and then it goes more towards the sci-fi mm-hmm. elements where it's like something's in my apartment and oh, this woman's possessed and this guy's possessed and all that. But uh, watching it with the crowd... Especially people who've seen I think the kid behind us actually hadn't seen it. He there seemed were, to be reacting. 
There was one girl behind me who had clearly seen it because I could hear like five seconds before something would happen, she'd say it. Oh, she's so quoting ahead. I think she's probably telling the person like who hadn't seen it beside her. Mm-hmm. Which was probably the person behind you. <laughs> right. Oh, my sister notorious for that. She'll quote dialogue ahead. Yes, she does. Yes, she, she does. does. Oh, if it's you ever so... get her on the show, she is a quoting machine. <laughs> I try to get her on the show, but she won't do it. That memory of hers is like that's oh it's insane it's, it's like a superpower basically yeah oh yeah, yeah that's my that's my sister's superpowers indexing like i've gotten lazy because i know she'll remember <laughs> and you're not the only one for friends who is right that. right <laughs> that's the funnier part yeah but uh yeah i mean ghostbusters totally holds up and i was really happy to see because we actually it's something we talked about on the big show a couple of weeks ago where um i always feel like there there are women who don't want to watch it and i was pleased and and frankly uh, relieved at the number of women who are actually there seeing the movie because there weren't very many two years ago. It was maybe women who were dragged mm-hmm. there by their boyfriends because it's like, hey, I, you know, we watched The Notebook the other weekend, so you're going to have to. So I figured they were probably dragged to see Ghostbusters. And uh, I've never dated a girl who had already seen Ghostbusters before well, we got together. You need to date a Canadian girl, apparently. Apparently, <laughs> yeah. What am I doing in, we're in just California? Geeks up there. We're just geeks. <laughs> geeks who play hockey. Oh, well, there we go. But I, I, no, like this, there's more sci-fi fans, I would say, in Canada that are female than male. Really? They, Where does like, that come from? Do you, is is there something? I don't know. Maybe we all just water? had big brothers. Is it no, watch? I, is there? Are they showing something on the Buffalo TV feed that we don't know about? Like, <laughs> what's going on? That would be Moose. They're Get putting, your shit. No, yeah, sorry. Shit right. Okay, they're putting something to Tim Hortons coffee. Well, that there actually is. Some, don't drink Tim Hortons coffee. Oh, I don't okay. care if I get. Just don't do well, it. Well, now you're totally don't deported. Do it. That's it. Gates are closed. I'm Borders never getting closed. back. That's all right. It's too cold. Is that? <laughs> I like the sunshine. And I am I like a Canadian the- that complains about the cold in Southern California. <laughs> I don't know where that comes Makes from. Makes no sense. Again, no booty. You should be in <laughs> shorts here. It's like 55. This is amazing. I came down in it's a like winter the Caribbean. Yeah, so, <laughs> every day I'm like, oh, it's so cold. I don't know where I guess I need to go to the equator. I don't know. The, yeah. Uh, yeah big makeup scene south. at the equator right here. Of course. <laughs> Everyone's damaged from the sun. Yeah, they don't want to right, younger. Right. So plastic Everyone's surgeons. Are, everybody, yeah, yeah, everybody looks like uh, Bruce Jenner. And no, it's like, God. I don't want to look young. Oh, Bruce. There's a face even a makeup artist couldn't have made up. No. no, um, no. <laughs> anyway, Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. <laughs> it was, you know, I loved it the first time. I loved it the 10th time. I loved it most tonight. It gets better and better. I mean, when and it came you- out, I was two. Chris had just informed me that it did not come out in 87. It came out in 84. <laughs> yeah. So we hadn't seen it during its original run. No, no. So I, I loved every... Well, Bill Murray, my God. <laughs> of course. What's you, not to you love? You can't go wrong. About that Peter Venkman. You know what? That cast period was... Oh, totally. It was. It was, it was the, that foursome is... Our 80s comedians, I mean... Those oh, yeah. Cream of the crop. <laughs> totally. And even adding Rick Moranis in there, too. Yeah. yeah. It was still... Well, no, he is a <laughs> he lot of... perfect for that part. I well, I wasn't. I was going to make him. I'm not a huge Rick Moranis. Like you know, no. You, should, you better against him. You better give a thumbs up to Bob and Doug McKenzie. Otherwise, you're you're, oh you're slowly right? no, chipping not, away yeah. at your, oh your Canadian God. citizenship. They're never let me back. The wall has gone up. It's going to be an embargo on put on. Uh, I'm going to have to become an LA country. Kings fan. No, I did not say that. Leafs fans, I did not say that. Blue and white for the win <laughs> until the playoffs. Stay down in Hollywood, eh? Apparently, some of us say a. Eh. Or at least we used to say A. <laughs> I'm bringing the A back. Yeah. I didn't grow up saying it, but uh, I'm embracing the A. Well, you see, it's funny, too, actually talking about the, the Canadian thing. We talked about that earlier, how accent-wise, there are so many things. Like, you get the, oh, hey, hockey, eh? You know, you kind of get people when they find out you're Canadian. The hockey stereotype is totally well, 100% accurate. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> like, well, you, you, you said, you, 
um, that we earlier We riot today, for that shit. I've been living in Vancouver. We literally lit things on fire, including cop cars. That's insane. And to yet me. we're known as the peaceful people. For any mm. sport. Yeah, you're so friendly, apparently. We're, we're fantastic. We're lovely, friendly people until hockey season. And then it just and then all, all bets are off. No, no, you will go after your own family member if they don't like the same team. Then the you gloves are off. You speak until playoffs are. I'm not even kidding. Wow. It's like I don't know the rest of the world in soccer slash football, whatever you want to call it. It's, it's well, the U.S. in football. I would say. Oh, the U.S. in football. Yeah, yeah. it's that season right now. Otherwise known as hell on earth for me. Yeah, I watched <laughs> the Super Bowl and not even for the commercials, but that's uh, last Super Bowl was awesome. I just, I just disregarded. It. it was awesome. Was it? And there was a blackout. <laughs> oh, well. There was all kinds of things going that on. That made me smile. <laughs> and I'm a Baltimore Ravens fan. And what the... F- man. <laughs> I am. I am. And for the dumbest reason ever. Because The Wire's like an awesome show. And I'm like, mm, I need a football team. I'm going to go with Baltimore. <laughs> because The Wire takes place in Baltimore? Yep, that's why. That's why I'm a Baltimore Ravens fan. Wow. Swear to God. <laughs> and it's not just me. There's one other person in Canada I know who's a Baltimore Ravens fan. He's one of our actually talk show house hosts. What did I just say? I don't know. That was, that's that's not even a word. It's one of our talk show hosers. That's what you're I'm a hoser. It's totally a hoser. A hoser. Thank you, Rick Moranis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's why you hate Lewis Tully. That's why you were sneering every time it came on screen today. Okay. Do you want to bitch about Star Trek Into Darkness? Actually, that'd be a good one. Do I want to bitch about Star I mean, you don't Trek have to. Into Darkness? You don't have to, but... Oh, this Trekkie crap. has so many feels. I got <laughs> so many lot. feels. I got so much crap for not liking the movie at all. And I went and saw it. I paid money. Okay, I, I didn't paid pay money. money. I had a I had a ticket that was a comp from something. But I paid still, money. I paid time, which is more valuable I than money. I supported the reboot because you know I wanted the Trek after the disaster that was Enterprise, the last show on. TV. Is that the Scott Bakula one? Yeah, I love okay. the Scott Bakula, but. <clears throat> But that anyway. that era, people seem to be fans of. That was, yeah. We were just. <laughs> it was a prequel to the original Star Trek. It just it was never going to work. Really? It okay. Was. It was just not going to work. Because everyone, you know, Kirk fight. is everyone's first captain. You can't go say, oh well, there's, you know, it's just not going to work. Before Kirk, there was Scott Bakula. Scott, ba- yeah. Also known as Captain Archer. Oh, was so that the his Archer name? in my life? <laughs> is yeah, is Agent Archer. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Danger Zone. It's all right. I'm so I, I'm playing catch up with that show too. I will Aww. as soon as I'm done with the rest of the development. Oh. Anyway, yeah, I know. Well, good I'm, shows. That's good how far shows. behind I Netflix am. Netflix is your friend. I'm watching shows from eight years ago. That's how <laughs> yeah, far we're behind all I doing am. That. Netflix has made us watch things we never knew we missed or we never knew so. we wanted to watch. We watch stuff we didn't want to watch. Well, Netflix <laughs> makes me. I will start watching things. That I have no interest in just because they're on Netflix and because I'm scrolling through it. I'm like, ah, what the hell? Let's watch this. Yeah, yeah. Stuff I never watch. No, absolutely. All. Like Two-Headed Shark Attack is on there. I haven't watched it yet, but I'm gonna. Yeah. It's on my watch list because I'm thinking Two-Headed Shark Attack's on here. Eh, sure. You know, it leads up to Sharknado and... Yeah. <laughs> no, the other, other one? Shark, shark, shark uh, to Puss. <laughs> shark to Puss and... Um, Mega Croc versus Sharkosaurus or something like that. Mega Shark versus films are just Crocus- out of control. No <laughs> sci-fi, get your shit together. <laughs> well, speaking of sci-fi not having their shit together, yes, yeah, Star Trek Into Darkness. I couldn't get past the cheese factor. I just felt like everything was made so... Everybody took everything so intensely seriously that it just... I, I just couldn't believe it. And I didn't think Khan was such a bad guy because it's like, what, what wouldn't you do for your family? Okay, he's got a point. All right, he's not such a bad guy. Yeah, yeah, you know, he he wasn't Ricardo. 
So I know. Yeah. Well, honestly, and I'm a ben- Benedict Cumberbatch fan. Don't get me wrong. Actually, it's a great cast. Oh, it is. Yeah, on paper, it looks great. We like J.J. Abrams in general. (laughs) Overall, yeah, people do. People support. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. I wouldn't argue that, but just as... I mean, look, I wasn't a fan of the 2009 one either, Mm -hmm. and I'm the only person I know who doesn't like that because everybody enjoyed it. I just couldn't... I don't know. I couldn't get into it. it But I'm the same way with Star Wars, where it's just I can't... Yeah. get into it like people do. I can enjoy it as a movie or I can say as a movie mm-hmm. I didn't enjoy mm-hmm. it, but I just, I I can't invest in the way people do where it's like religion. I mean, I know you were a Trekkie mm-hmm. before you are a... Just a, about a anything. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Before so, I am my mother's daughter, I'm a Trekkie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That right there crystallizes Love you, Mom. It. Love that's, you, Mom. That sounds so much like a Trekkie thing to say. Too. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, crap. I bleed green. Trekkies, you know what I'm saying. Okay. You don't, do you? No, I have no... I, look, man. I've, green blood. Oh, okay. But, you know, JJ also killed I'm going to use that. So. Yeah. The next time I'm holding court at a party, that's my first joke. <laughs> Bleeding green. Am I right, Trekkies? Yeah. Two people clap. Anyway. There's so... um one in every crowd. Um, uh, hey, and out here, I'm sure there's no shortage of them. No kidding. No kidding. But uh, I just... Between... Other than the superficial stuff like the lens, the lens fairs maybe want to... Maybe want to shoot up the theater. I guess changed it after the fact. They got... Well, I don't know if they got rid of the lens flares, but JJ apologized for the lens flares. Oh, so obnoxious. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I agree. You know what? I could probably deal with the first one. They they lost me on the second one. Oof. I, I think it was just lazy, lazy storytelling. I don't the know. The role I just reversal couldn't... with Kirk and Spock, spoiler alert, just... Everybody's I, seen I literally it. just... There was curse words is all I'm saying. <laughs> I'm just like, I looked at my brother. I'm like, no, no, It's been no. on DVD for a month. Everyone who wants to yeah, see it has yeah. seen it. We're so we can talk about it. Yeah. No. The, you know, it's pretty besides the length swears, I guess. Alice oh, Eve, I couldn't stand. Just because of, she that was, was just, completely, was, just to show her in her that underwear. That was just TNA. That was nothing right. but TNA. Which Again, redi- and JJ apologized for that. JJ, you're doing way too many apologies. You should have just thought this through in the first place. This must be why people are reluctant about Star Wars. <laughs> Honestly, I, there are a lot well, of people Well, then like, there's, you know, I wonder. the last three. <laughs> well, see, that's the interesting thing about Star Wars. Because unlike the prequels, where you knew it, where everything was going, now... With Star Wars, it's wide open. They can go in any direction. They're going to have to touch on Luke they and need, Han and Leia. They need to fix what they damaged in the last three. <laughs> we, you know, we grew up the, with the originals, so... Yeah. Yeah, they were cheesy. Sci-fi's cheesy, but... But I think there was, was a loss of goodwill where it's just, oh, it's Star Wars, it's great. I think time has proven that the movies haven't held up. Like, you mentioned the cheese in Star Trek. Well, there's always some cheese in Star Trek, but... Well, well yeah. I mean... But it's, it's embraced more than it is in Star Wars. Particularly in the prequels, especially two and three, where there was zero chemistry between Hayden Christensen. Well, Hayden and Christensen was a mistake. Sorry, Canada, mistake. Really? Oh man, I didn't know he was Canadian. Okay, but yeah, there's a few like he's not as best Bieber, but we we call, he's just American now. We don't we're not taking him back. Oh yeah, I, well I don't After, know I don't know, know if he's working. Whole Anne Frank was probably was a believer. You, well, you lost me before then, actually. Yeah, he, he never like, had me in the first place. You shouldn't go over... No. Mm. Anyway, oh, just I want me. this all edited because I don't even can't believe I spoke his name. I think you're half in the bag already. But um, Pumpkin ale, kids. It's that time of the year. We're being festive. <laughs> yeah. We're festive. This is Canadian Thanksgiving, yo. <laughs> yeah, so she's indulging it. That's so funny, too, because the last episode I did, uh, my friends were... Well, two of them were actually drinking during the show, too. 
It's, it's very much the opposite of one. Canadians used to. like beer keeps us warm. <laughs> well, they were, they weren't Canadian. They were from Arizona, but okay. <laughs> mm. Still okay. I don't. I don't. I guess it keeps them cool. I don't know. Maybe it's just know, being people a, get chatty when they're drinking. It's, come just, a, it's the way of the world. Is that what it is? Maybe that's what I need to do when I have more guests, or I can lure people over and be like, "Hey, listen, I got a free beer, a free full beer. liquor. <laughs> I got a nice liquor cabinet at my place. Can, Watch them over. We'll have some drinks, and then before you know it, I put the mics on and." Dude, this is extortion. zombie beer. This goes back to my being a geek. This is actually this let's is talk about Evil this. Dead Red Ale. Yeah. There are zombies on here by Alesmith. By Alesmith, thank you, Alesmith. As soon as I saw the bottle, I grabbed it because you knew you wanted a beer because you you'd gotten a pizza, a vegan pizza. That's a whole other area of, of discussion. That's just a whole other but, show. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but uh, you were looking for a beer. You're like, well, I, I'm going to get a beer now that I have pizza. And you were looking for pumpkin ales. But then I saw this bottle. I immediately grabbed it. I said, okay, well, I know you're going to get this. Yeah. And you looked at there the was label, really no like, question. He just gave it to me. He yeah. just knew. He just knew. And you're like, oh hell yeah! I mean, it was six bucks, and it's what is it? A pint and six it's, ounces or something? Yeah, it's a pint. And I'll read the back to you. This bear. Oh my god. Wow. You want me to read it? No. This beer pairs excellently with toffee. Caramel apples, or your favorite horror flick. Come on now. <laughs> yeah, made by fans. Okay, the show has to end. I have to go find a horror movie. <laughs> Let's. We can watch Aliens. We'll this pop that in. Beer. We're watching Dawn of the Dead. Okay. 1978. Not that Zack Snyder didn't do a oh, good job. I don't have that here. I do have the Zack Snyder one here. Well, that's good too. But sorry. <laughs> that's filmed back home. I've returned the living dead. We can watch that and drink your. Uh, Does that count? Is that good enough? That's a good movie. That's okay. A good movie. All right. 80s horror. Can't go wrong. Of course. Even when you go wrong, it's not wrong. Or Killer Clowns. They're not zombies, but... It's the 25th anniversary of Killer Clowns. It is. Well, you said they had a, a panel there today, actually, for Killer the Clowns. The actors were there. They kind of set up a, a museum of sorts. They had all the makeups. They had an entire Killer Clown made out of balloons. Very well done. <laughs> I need to see a photo of that. It was one of the main attractions for Monster Palooza this year. Uh, who else? What else did I do? Yeah, what else? We didn't really touch on too no, much. No, we didn't. Actually did. No, we get off. <laughs> We've been off topic. Oh, we do. But this is a typical conversation. We got some for ADHD going on, apparently. Mixed with alcohol. Evil Dead Red. Yeah, Evil Dead Red. <laughs> Mixed with some twelve proof beer. <laughs> yeah, like seriously, the, the proof just kept, it just kept getting higher and higher. <laughs> what other notable makeup artists were there? They have a lot. I'm not sure. If your audience is familiar with the sci-fi show Face Off, it's in its fifth season. It's a makeup effects competition show. Right. I'm, um, a, I'm, I'm aware of it. I haven't seen it. Yeah. Uh, my current teacher was one of the finalists from last season. He's amazing. His name's Chris. Kabinza. <laughs> Something like that. Sorry, Chris. <laughs> we'll get him Chris on with here. Chris K, not Chris with the C-H. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he's one of those people who's helped to ruin he's, my name. He's one of them. Well, I, I blame it on Cruella Kardashian, actually, because since I have the same first name as she does, oh, we're, oh, really? but she spells hers with the, it's K-R-I-S. Oh, I actually ordered God. a drink Kardashians the other day. Kardashians got into this conversation. Damn I'm them. I'm sorry. They're like... I won't call them by name other than that. That's why, like it's a, that's why I call her Cruella. Find their way. <laughs> um, so Michael Westmore, the, speaking of Star Trek, he, he wasn't there today, but he was there yesterday. It's a week, weekend-long event. Right. So, he, I mean, he did TNG. He did Deep Space Nine, Voyager, you know, brought us the Borg. So, I mean, he's one of my inspirations. Obviously, I mean, that's part of me and... I think where the makeup interest came from was Star Trek and all of the aliens. I mean, I can see that, especially yeah. in the next generation. It seemed like there was a lot more, well, a lot more facial effects, certainly face effects and all that. Like a lot, lot, it wasn't like Space masks. Nine as well. And, and Voyager was a whole different thing. They're in an entirely different quadrant. 
not the the aliens we were used to seeing in the original Star Trek, in right? The Next Generation or in Deep Space Nine because they were all still in the Alpha Quadrant, so geeking out. And with Deep Space Nine, which was cool, is they were on in the space station, and so they had all different aliens and races, you know, living on the station or working on the station. So you got to see, I think, even more aliens on Deep Space Nine than you did in the Next Generation. Hmm. And you know, the makeup effects in the original Star Trek were what they were. It was like a rubber. <laughs> it was like a rubber mask, basically. You know, yeah. you know, it's it's was. The it's little all about I've Captain seen. Kirk. Yeah, the little I've seen. <laughs> they had a great cast for on you know for the on the Enterprise in the original series. I mean, unlike Enterprise, the <clears throat> final series. <laughs> the, you, you know, anyway. Anyway, yeah. Anyway, so, <laughs> so what were we talking about? Monster Palooza. Notable, uh, yeah. Monster Palooza. Who else was um, there? Okay. Other people. No, uh, I got. Uh, so, uh, who else was there the weekend? Actually, because I don't know. Aside on from the today. weekend, um, I mean, I know you were. There was mostly makeup today. artists. Obviously, there were some actors as well. Um, Tony Todd showed up again. Oh, cool! So we got Candyman. Candyman, yeah. Also, you know, he's he's Kern in Star Trek. He's um, he played, oh, I didn't know he was in Star Trek. He played old Jake Sisko in Deep Space Nine. Every everyone's been on Star Trek. <laughs> oh well, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> um, who else was there? Um, Concept artist Jordu Shell, who's incredible. Look up his IMDb. He's worked on Avatar. He's worked on 300. He's worked. It, the list goes on. So he did a personal drawing for me. I'm just, he's just like, what do you want? To like to Alien, obviously. He worked <laughs> on Star Trek as well. And it, oh my god, it was incredible. I am somehow going to try to replicate that makeup, which is going to be difficult because it's the world's skinniest alien. Yeah, that is. But it, it was incredible. I mean, he's in. He's amazing. Uh, who else was there? Vincent Price's daughter, you said, was there. Yeah, yeah. Victoria Price was there. Um, obviously, Vincent couldn't be with us. <laughs> yeah. But she's, she's a very, very sweet lady. You know, I talked to her for, I don't know, five, ten minutes. Just super grateful, super happy to be there. Humble, you know. Um, I bought a Vincent Price, you know, the Raven t-shirt. It's awesome. <laughs> you um, said everybody was very chat. Like, people were happy to just chat with you yeah, it was like a crowd I mean, of like waiting online well, like you get it. an autograph the and smaller leave smaller cons are different you know and this is more you get a lot of industry people in there a lot of like tons of makeup artists go oh yeah you're getting a lot and of behind the just, camera people and, you know people are just happy to talk to each other these are our celebrities you know you know actors are well and great but for me personally like these are people when i realized when i was, was speaking to greg i'm like my heart automatically started racing i'm like this is one of my inspirations and you know, I wish I had been there yesterday to see Michael Westmore again. One of my inspirations. Um, I'm trying to think, who else was there? Uh, random actors I just kept running into. You know their faces, but you never remember their names. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> a lot of them. Um, but a lot of uh, sculptors, people who don't get the recognition they deserve, people who will put in, you know, day in and day out, fifteen, twenty-hour days, trying to make this movie better oh yeah you said that actually while the credits were rolling on ghostbusters mm-hmm. just saying it's so look at all the people who were ahead of the effects people <laughs> well, that's it, was... it. I, I don't often you know think makeup artists get their dues because anyone who's been on set knows the makeup artist gets there before anyone and they leave after everyone i mean we don't sleep <laughs> yeah no I, and b- once I believe we leave it. the set we're back in the lab <laughs> Well, especially because the process it takes when you look at people who need to spend five hours in makeup or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever it is, just to have all these facial prosthetics or whatever it is applied to them, or in the case of something like 
here's a nice modern reference, but uh, like Eddie Murphy and the Nutty Professor would have to have all that. That's Rick Baker. He is one of the gods, gods of my industry. Funny. Right. You should mention him. And yes. I mean, he's, this is, you know, American Werewolf in London. This is. Oh, yeah. He's been around for I ages. Mean, this is really one of our superstars. This, I, I, Rick Baker, I just, I don't even have words. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you look at he's that and just think, just think the process of having to. And people always say, like, oh, man, the actor spent all his time in makeup. Well, somebody had to spend all that time putting it on the actor's face and prepping it before that and going through various right. incarnations right. of actually... It's a process. Yeah. Oh, it has to be. You've I can't got, even you know, imagine. You're sculpting, you're molding, your application, your paint job. I mean, it, removing it's the hardest part, I swear. I'm exhausted <laughs> watching special features about the makeup process mm-hmm. on, mm-hmm. on DVDs. And like, don't get me crap. wrong, you know, getting all these appliances put on your face is time consuming it's not the most pleasant experience for an actor oh i'm sure some of them will just flat out refuse to do it at some point they're like no nah, <laughs> i can't do this again i can't do it <laughs> and now i'm just new to the industry like i'm starting late in life you know kind of wish i had that 10 years back but well of course whatever, whatever. We, we all say that though yeah, wherever absolutely. we are that's been the running theme of this show more often than not has been people who were just like we found our starting. Yeah. At 30. <laughs> well, hey, that you know what? It takes ages to well, to figure out. Especially, I think, in this day and age, too, people are switching careers midlife. You know, well, because nothing's 30, stable anymore. 40, oh, know, yeah. Well, that's it. The, the economy's going to force yeah. some people. But yeah. <laughs> well, it's the truth. I mean, just people are, are looking to do something where it's in the case of people who are in their 40s, like I've had a career. I've done all this, and they, mm-hmm. they've found out that it's diminishing returns for them. Mm-hmm. So they want to go do something else, something that they're actually interested in, something that they can get passionate about so it's not as much of a grind for them. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, particularly for older generations, it was about working, feeding your family, not necessarily what your passion was, and particularly for women. I mean, in my mom's generation, you were a teacher, you were a nurse, you were a secretary. Right. Um, so we weren't always, even at my age, we weren't always told we could be whatever we wanted to be. I mean, my industry is still male-dominated. Oh, yeah. Um, Entertainment but, industry know, as a whole, I believe, is has to be. Absolutely. So, you know, we, we have to honestly work harder. We have to fight harder. I mean, sometimes we shoot ourselves in the foot. <laughs> Girls in their drama. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's also, I, I think part of it is previous generations, and this is kind of a, a running theme. I'm sure I've said it on the show before in other conversations, but previous generations always had to worry about survival. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Doing what what it it took to read, to to, to feed rather the family Mm -hmm. and to take care of, of things and all that. Whereas now we're in the thriving era and there, but there are also outlets for this stuff. There are Mm -hmm. places where you can go to whether, whether it be uh, writing or or performing or what have you, whatever it is I I do. And, uh, or where it comes to makeup where there are all these places where these skills can be applied Whereas they didn't exist 50 years ago. No, no. Not to the degree that they do now. There wasn't as, as vast of an industry yeah. or even as a need, even a consumer or, or audience need as there is now. So I, yeah. it's, it seems more, I don't know if it's more attainable because just the overall environment Our parents has spoiled changed. Us. But yeah. <laughs> but also because we don't need to worry about that security. I mean, aside from the bearing the burden of student loans and all the other stuff that, that yeah. people our age have to deal with, yeah. there, there isn't that pressure where it's like, look, we have it good mm-hmm. in as much as everybody has a smartphone in their pocket and 10,000 HD channels mm-hmm. and a car. Mm-hmm. So it's not as weird to go after something where it's, you know, I can do this. So 
No, no. It makes sense. The world is our oyster. <laughs> it It is. I think, yeah, we feel like we can go out and achieve whatever it is, you know, that our passion is. We may live in poverty for 20 years, but, you but, know, it doesn't matter. A friend today mentioned a quote. What, what, oh, shoot, what was it? It was just basically find your passion and let it kill you, basically. Yeah, well. It, it, you know, that's, you know, that was just horrible paraphrasing, but, you know. <laughs> Makes sense now. Now is before you just, it was the grind. It, your job was going to kill you. You didn't love it though. Yeah. Now, you know, I think you can be whatever you want, but I do believe in the film industry. We still deal with a lot of misogyny. There's still a lot of uh, couch casting, as you would call yeah. it. Um, every day, I would say we run into this as women. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of amazing men out there that, who are not like that at all. Oh, yeah. I, uh, think I mean, the, a lot. I, I, I love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I think the lascivious tales tend to be the ones that people hear about. But but, but it's very commonplace to this day. Oh, I'm sure and it is. It has you to know, be. And some women do it. Especially where particularly having sex on film because of certain people mm-hmm. uh when when that gives you a public profile i'm sure they're they're yeah. i'm yeah. sure young women are, are less inhibited about it mm-hmm. not to climb mm-hmm. on yet another soapbox but i do think that plays a role where it's oh look you can uh, this person made a you know, get became famous because of a sex tape and they make 30 million dollars a year yeah. doing it uh, with no skills so yeah. i i do think that yeah that Thanks, the, yeah the uh i think we hit a crossroads there and uh, things have, have changed not so much for the better, but uh, still. I, but I'm with you. I mean, now people can absolutely do what it is, especially in, in when it comes to creative pursuits. People can follow them, and people at least have an outlet via the internet, whether it's through YouTube or through well, that's what we're the doing world right has now. Gotten smaller, things seem more attainable. You know, even when I was growing up, pre-internet days, we didn't know everything that was going on in the world. We got what you know. We got on the news. We read in the newspaper, but now you can go online and find out everything about everyone. Oh, yeah. Yourself included. Google <laughs> yourself someday. It's it's horrifying. Oh, I don't. I refuse to just because I don't, don't want do to know. It. Actually, don't do it. Don't I'm do sorry. It. I did once because I wanted to see where the uh, podcast came up in regard to – this is probably a couple of years ago now. But in regard to um, just overall, if you search my right, name. Right, my name's sure, all over sure. the only podcast that matters, of course, on the website yeah, and, yeah. and everything tied to it. And it wasn't even the first page of Google results. All the social media stuff popped up first. And I was like, holy yeah, shit. That, yeah, that's usually what Which comes up crazy. first now. <laughs> but Unless you get yourself in is. the newspaper like I did. And that's the first thing that will come up for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. That was, mm-hmm. yeah, that's mm-hmm. a whole other story. <laughs> well, now everybody's going to Google you. Thanks. Oh, <laughs> is my name just out? Is my kidding. name out? <laughs> You're, no, no, I just, I just Nameless referred to you. Canadian. I referred you as being Margo. So. Or as the guy told me today at Son of Monster Palooza. He found out I was Canadian. He asked what year I was born. I told him. He's like, okay, so you are Video Drone Baby. He's like, don't tell me your name. I'm just going to call you Video Drone Baby. I'm like, I can live with that. Nice. <laughs> yeah. They're worse nicknames. It could be worse. You know, we got Cronenberg, so we can live with that. We can live with that. <laughs> wow. Anytime I've slurred my words, maybe take that out. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll see what I can do. <laughs> well, it'd be good if your people understood what I was saying. No, I know. Well, I'm so- like Canadian accent. Although apparently I can pull off a pretty good American these days. Your accent isn't very prevalent, though. Not so much so that it stands out. But I also, not as no. I'm also not looking for it though because I know you're Canadian, so I'm not going you're in used fresh. To it. You're used uh, to that's it. the other side of it too. And you know um, it does get toned down more and more. We grew up in American television. Yeah, of course. Just, have you seen Canadian television? No, <laughs> I've seen SCTV. You've, that's the top and bottom of you've it. You've seen Degrassi. Some of you have oh, seen Degrassi. I have seen Degrassi. Now, having said that. I have never seen Degrassi. Good for you. Wow, you're I've lucky. Never seen Degrassi. I've I had seen a, commercials for Degrassi. I, 
Kevin Smith and his Degrassi love. I don't understand it. I, I think um, it had something to do with because everyone was ugly. He, no, he felt like he could relate. I guess that's what <laughs> it was. Like, we didn't look like 90210. <laughs> <laughs> People were having abortions at like 14. Oh, like, yeah. I had a girlfriend who was really into Degrassi. I really? used to have to watch it all the time. Yeah. I never. No, dude. American so TV for the win. <laughs> <laughs> I'm down here for a reason. Gotcha. Don't get me wrong. I love my health care. And watch out, America. Once you get health care, you got 30 million Canadians knocking on your door. (laughs) (laughs) We are done with the cold. (laughs) Seriously. You know, I'm pro-health care, but, you know, you're going to get swarmed. (laughs) Oh, man. And on that note. Yeah, booze soaked golden nuggets. This is great. (laughs) Forget football. Hockey is coming for you. (laughs) We're coming with our hockey sticks and our donuts. And Celine Dion. No, no, and Celine, she's already oh, down. Yeah, we already yeah. gave her up years she's ago. She's in Vegas. Yeah, Enjoy she's Vegas. yours now. Yeah, keep her. No, she's, you know, no offense. Imagine one day when Bieber's a Vegas act. That'd be nice. The mm-hmm. careers go to die. That'd be yeah. Cool. We've got some good music. Who do we, who do we got? Who do Rush we got? is still kicking. We've got Leonard Cohen. He's all right. <laughs> mm. I think Triumph just got back together. I know some people in this room are a fan of Rush. Nah, I like Rush a lot. Love Rush. So does my teacher. I'm, people in the Rush live down. I tell you, you like Rush down here a lot more than we do up there. Wow. Having well, said that, I'm sure a bunch of Canadians are going to flame me for saying that. It probably we love gets Rush. Pe- <laughs> it probably gets played in supermarkets and all that well, up there. No, though. it doesn't, actually. I didn't even know who Rush was for half my life. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Again, American TV. I guess so, yeah. All right, that'll do it. Thank you very much for coming along and doing the show. I'm glad I finally got you on here because yeah, back in April, I, I'm coming. Yeah, we were gonna do it. In yeah, April, when when you came, like a visit. four day trip. Yeah, you were barely. I don't here. know why I do this to myself. And we and, we and then I try to change my flight last minute, and I'm like, oh, eight hundred dollars. I guess I'm going back to Canada. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why it's good that you're at least here for an extended period of time because every time you come to visit, you're like, I wish I had more time. And now I love L.A. I do. I love L.A. It's it's good stuff. It loves you too. When you're a geek, this oh, is where totally. you want to be. Is. Your it's life is and when you're has and revolved against, around movies. You know. And when you're a vegan, another show, but still, you're, you're, Again, in, you're in Mecca. You, dude, you're Whole Foods, I'm just saying. Oh, yeah. It's not that expensive. Oh, 800 of them. They're <laughs> everywhere. We went to like four tonight. Yeah. <laughs> on the search for beer. Again, we, Canadian. <laughs> and, they were, and all of them were on the way back to my apartment. That's the movie right. Theater, oh, my God. Between like, the movie theater and my we apartment. We have that many in the entire country. You have them on one block. I'm like, Whoa. I do. Yeah, they're all within six miles of it me. Is. It's crazy. Oh, it's a beautiful thing. Oh, yeah. All right, I'm sure you're going to be back on the show uh, with uh, documenting all your stuff. See that? I got an invite stuff. Back. You do, yeah. So uh, I'm we'll, time. <laughs> it is. I'm telling you, this is where it all starts. This wasn't as scary as I thought it would be. It's not scary. It's just you and I having a chat, and people are going to listen and enjoy. Unless it. beer next time. That's it. <laughs> all right, all right. Next time, just two. It's because I'm drinking the big ones. It's the Evil Dead Red. That's all I'm saying. All right, everyone. Make sure you are subscribing to Chris Abalo's podcast experiment this year show on iTunes and checking out chrisabalo.com for all sorts of stuff, including. The Running Amok in Boston documentary, which went up last week at uh, on YouTube.com slash The Only Podcast. Since I'm in it, I put it on my website as well. So give that a watch. It's 47 minutes of hilarity. And uh, if you're fresh to The Only Podcast that matters, it's still, it does a great job of introducing you to the main players. 
And, of course, subscribe to The Only Podcast That Matters on iTunes as well. And that show can also be found on apps like Stitcher Radio and Beyond Pod. And always at the home at theonlypodcast.com. And rate this show and rate The Only Podcast That Matters. Give us five stars on iTunes. Write a little review. And, of course, you can find all these social media links at theonlypodcast.com and chrisabalo.com. So, until next time, for Margo, this is Chris Abalo, and this is Only an Experiment. <laughs>